Welcome to the Heart of the City Regina Downtown Podcast Series, Episode 19. I will be your host, Dominique Deneb, Manager of Marketing and Communications for Regina Downtown Business Improvement District. During this episode, you'll meet Dean Renwick, local Saskatchewan clothing designer and owner of Dean Renwick Design Studio. Learn firsthand how Dean temporarily transformed his studio into a PPE distribution center due to the COVID-19 pandemic in order to support the Saskatchewan senior community, caregivers, and individuals with compromised immune systems. This story is the perfect example of how strong a community can be when we rise to the challenge, work together, and use our talents for the greater good in order to help those in need. Today, I'm joined by Dean Renwick of Dean Renwick Design Studio. How are you today, Dean? Good. How are you doing? Wonderful. I'm really looking forward to getting into our discussion today about how you've adapted your business and where you are today. So your story is a bit unique compared to a lot of our members downtown. So why don't we start off? Yeah. Why don't we start off and just tell them a little bit about Dean Renwick Design Studio and yourself as a designer? Uh, Yeah. um, Dean Renwick Design Studio. I've been in business downtown for close to 20 years now. Um, I used to be on Scar Street Mall above Snacks Hair Salon for like 14, 15 years. And now I'm downtown on the corner of 12th and Rose for the last four years. Um, I, uh, cl- local clothing designer, we do alterations, custom-made clothes, uh, wedding gowns, um, men's suits, women's suits. We do redos, like if you bring something in from the 80s, we can restyle it and make it look more new and brand new. And uh, we also offer a dry cleaning service through Busy Bee Cleaners here. We're, we're a pickup and a drop-off spot. So, and we do a little of everything. Wonderful. I love it. And if anyone who's listening has seen Dean's location, it's a beautiful corner lot that has floor-to-ceiling windows. You can see them working hard over there day in and day out. So they're always sewing and making beautiful items over there. So if you want to drive by after listening to this podcast, I definitely recommend it. So... Yeah, you can watch us through the windows, working yeah. away like, like worker ants. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we get into the discussion about how your business has had to adapt and pivot since the provincial state of emergency? Sure. Um, well, it all started when March 15th, I believe it was, is when the government uh, brought the hammer down and closed everything and uh, closed all those non-essential workers and uh, work companies. And at the point, at that time, we were one of them. And um, on the 15th, I let my staff go. I believe six employees. And uh, then it was like, well, what do we do for the next several months? And we weren't really sure what to do or how long it would last. So um, I came in, I kept coming in every day for a week. And I would come in and I was trying to work up on the spring line and do a little bit of cleaning, a little organizing. And I kept thinking, there's got to be more I can do. I just can't sit around for the next month here, day after day by myself um, and watch everybody else suffer and this pandemic go by. And at the time, it hadn't hit Regina hard, but there was expectations that it would. And so one of the things I started thinking about was, um, how can I make masks? I'd seen it on the news that over in Europe, people were making masks and people in Toronto had started in, in New York as well at the beginning of all this pandemic. So I talked to uh, a nurse at an infectious disease clinic um, at the general hospital, and they had said, no, we cannot use them due to policies and procedures and protocol within the health region, which is totally understandable. I actually, I got it. Um, So for a few days, I sat around thinking, well, that's no help. What can I do? What can I do? 
And then it came up the fact that there was a lot of seniors being hit with this COVID-19. So the first thing that came to mind is, oh my God, we got to cover the seniors home. So I talked to my sister and I had asked her about my sister Rowene and I had asked her about possibly calling around and seeing if there's an interest in it. And she called around to, I think it was about four homes in the morning. And within 20, 25 minutes, we had an order for over 250 masks from several different homes. So that's what got us started. Wow. I was checking your Instagram this morning because I was trying to look back and remember when those dates were, when you started to do make the masks. And I noted that, yeah, March 26 is when you put out on social media, the need for it, right? And what you guys were starting yep. to do as a production line there and asking for volunteers. And I think where your people have been donating supplies as well to help with the cause, correct? Yes, right at the very beginning. On March 26th was the morning we started calling around. So that was the same day we put a call out when we knew there would be a need for it. So we put the call out and we asked for volunteer sewers and donated 100% cotton fabrics of any type, any sort, any print, anything. As long as it's 100% cotton, tightly woven and elastic. We were asking for elastic. Um, it was hard to find it all over the city, but people sure st stepped up to the plate and donated like crazy. And that's the one beautiful thing about this province and this city is we care. Our, our people in this province really care about one another and care about helping out and giving back when they need to. And they came in droves helping us. Oh, that's beautiful. And I know three days later, your first order went out, correct? Yep, three days later, our first order, I want to say it was close to 30 masks, I believe, uh, went out to the first care home. And then it just snowballed from there, one after the other. We, right at this point, we now have over 100 sewers that have helped sew all our masks and volunteers. And all our masks are donated for free to all volunteers 65 and over or anybody with a compromised immune system. And how much are they for the general population to purchase? The general, well, there was one part we had to um, split this into two where we had to do a business level and we had to do the charity level. Um, the business level are masks that I'm now I'm producing. I have people I pay for some of, some of the sewers that actually started sewing the volunteer masks. I've hired as sewers and given them a little bit of a job to help with their wages over this COVID-19. And they were putting masks together specifically for us to sell. And we're able to sell them at um, $15 a mask plus tax. So it comes to like $16.65. And they have a pocket for a filter. So you can go ahead and put a coffee filter in, or we like to say use um, the shop towels that you find for um, the garage. Um, you can get them at any hardware store. They're like a blue shop towel. So. And that, those are the ones that you can purchase. And they come in as what we call a solid or a comfort green. They're a solid color. And they, we call it comfort green, or you can call it scrub green. Um, and we also have a bit of a prairie blue sky color and black. And now as of today, we have some maple leaf ones, red and white maple leaf masks for sale as well. Cute. I was just actually going to ask you about the mask and the design because um, I knew about the pocket, but I wasn't 100% sure myself of how that worked for putting in the filter. So that's great you explained that because um, I was asking my coworkers too. I'm like, how does this work? Because I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. So yeah, and they're all machine washable as well, correct? Yeah, 100% washable. You can put, throw them in the machine or you can wash them by hand, just throw them in with your laundry if you need to, and then hang to dry. We refrain from using the dryer with the heat because it'll tend to 
creep up and wreck your elastic quicker. So it's better just to let them hang to dry. And if you want to give a little shot of an iron, a hot iron, before you put them on, by all means, that'll kill anything else as well. So wonderful. And I know you actually, after the mask, you're also you've also been producing aprons, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the next crazy thing that came out of the way was is a text from somebody that asked me if I could do dental aprons and or dental gowns. And they're also called surgeon gowns. And at first it was a bit of a challenge. I was like, well, I don't know. So she brought this woman brought me a sample. I knocked off the pattern, but the hard thing was finding water, water resistant fabric here in Canada. Um, when we, st it was like elastic. We had so many downfalls trying to find elastic after our donations started running out of elastic. We had to buy our own elastic and we had to search everywhere to get it. And same with this water resistant fabric. Everybody in the East Coast who makes it, they were pretty much all sold out. So luckily I found a little place somewhere between here and Vancouver that has a big warehouse and they had this stuff called pull, which is a fabric that they use for making rubber diapers or rubber pants to cover diapers. And it's water resistant and it worked out perfect. <laughs> so we started making dentist gowns and today we sold, uh, eight, I think around 85 to 90 dentist gowns. That's amazing. That's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's your story been, just warms my heart, Dean. You're just such a great person, you and your family. It's just, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. Like whenever you walk in there, you just feel the love too. Like you said, like this community just has come together, but I feel like you're, you're a really big hub of that. Right. And I just wanted to share you. that with you. Yeah. It's very cute. Well, you know, I'll take that. And I appreciate that. But I really like to say that, you know, we were just the cutting and the logistics department. What makes me warm and fuzzy is all the people that stepped up and helped out. Um, just the fact that people needed something that's needed a way to give back and every woman I know who's helped us and so she pulled out a machine that's been around since the 60s or the 70s and hasn't really sewn but they pulled out the machine oiled it up and went to town and made us Aww. kit after kit after kit of masks and these are the real heroes in my mind they really stepped up to the plate like all us Saskatchewan people do and it showed me really what this province is made of. Aww. So how many masks did you say in total you've produced to the state, do you think? We're edging on 6,000. Wow. Now that, those are 6,000 masks that we've given away to seniors, seniors' homes, and people with compromised immune systems. We have sold, I don't know, uh, somewhat over 2,000 or more, I think. I'm, I'm not exactly sure that number at the moment because I haven't looked, looked at the, the numbers on that. But I, what matters to me most is how many seniors' masks that we've handed out. Absolutely. So where do you see your business going from here, Dean? Like with the reopening phases with the Saskatchewan plan, are you planning to stick to what you're doing right now with the community initiatives, with the aprons and the masks, or are you planning to open back up your store to the capacity it was before? Right now with the initiative and everything, um, I have my staff back at work. I, luckily, because we were doing PPE and we became part of the supply chain, I contacted the government and asked if I could bring my staff back in early so we could make dental gowns and aprons. And luckily enough, they said yes. They sent us back an email and said, by all means, bring your staff in. You're now, you're now part of the supply chain. And this was from the procurement office of the government. So, and the same day they sent us an email and said, yes, I had somebody call from the government and start asking me what we were doing. And I thought, uh-oh, they're gonna shut us down. <laughs> but in actuality, the woman wanted to know what was going on because she's getting requests all over Saskatchewan for 
local made masks and had no idea whatsoever where to send anybody. So when she found out that this is what we're doing, she started sending a lot of people our way as well. So that was a, that was a really big thing. That's great. And so we're, we, we are back open. My staff is back in. We are now back to doing our alterations and our custom wear. We have a lot of bride alterations. We lost a lot of brides for April and May because of the situation. But there's a lot of brides for June, July, and August that are still going ahead, but doing smaller type venue and a smaller, smaller crowd um, for their weddings due to the situation. So, so it's nice to see some of them going ahead with that. And we're still honoring all their alterations, doing their alterations. I have 10 grad girls and one young grad man that I'm doing a suit for. And they, even though their grads have been canceled, they're still all up for getting their outfits made because their families are doing some kind of party or their, their, them and their friends are gonna have a party together. So it's been nice to see that happen as well. So right now we're just working madly on graduation gowns and a suit, so. And uh, then the other part of my business, my boutique side, I had to shut down my boutique. Um, and in order to separate my staff by six feet, I had to put my seamstresses over there and, other, and my assistants over there to get on the boutique side to give them enough room to be six feet apart. So all my, all my clothing and got packed up and put away. But luckily enough, Lynn Armstrong from next door at Zoe's, she had offered to take some of my new spring clothing line I just got in from a company called Periphery from Montreal. And we had just gotten it like a couple of days before COVID hit. And so luckily Lynn has taken it on and I'm sending shoppers to her store to pick out stuff that we have. And to get herself a brand new pair of shoes from Zoe's to match her new outfit as well. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's great. So Yeah, it's quite promoting and I really like doing that, so. Absolutely. So Dean, where can the listeners follow along with your business to find out more details to order masks or in, or the aprons, or even just look at what you would typically have in your boutique or if they are wanting to get alterations done? Ah, well, they can look on our line. We are, we have a website, Dean Design Studio. It's not all fully operating right now. Um, just because of the COVID situation, we had to stop working on that. But there is a website there, but your best to follow us on Instagram under Dean Renwick or uh, Facebook, Dean Renwick. And if you're looking for masks, we're, we have a Facebook page up called Renwick Masks for YQR. And you can leave a message at either of those. You can also send us an email to designstudio at sasktel.net or give us a call, 306-569-2938. Awesome. And before we wrap up, is there anything you'd like to mention or any advice you'd like to give to our community or a small business owner like yourself? So yeah, the one thing I learned through all this is that um, take care of your village. When you help your village, your villagers take care of you. I noticed my family and I were locked in my studio for the last couple of months, just the four of us working away at mass. But people came by with food, with coffee, with drinks, a bottle of wine, um, a bouquet of flowers. Um, one day we got free deliveries of cinnamon buns, which were amazing. I think I gained 10 pounds during all that. <laughs> but people came by and expressed how they were feeling and how they felt and um, how they wanted to help. And, and I just realized, you know, you have a, you have a God-given right to give back. You, you need to give back 
when you can. And if you have anything, if you have any type of talent, you have to use it for the greater good. And uh, I realize people step up to the plate when asked, and that's the most amazing thing. So. Thank you, Dean. I really, truly appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. And I know all the listeners will as well. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.